Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Live at Gosford Netball and just chatting off the air with two superstars who are back from Spain mm. representing Australia at the inaugural Cerebral Palsy World Cup. Ray Anderson, who's been to winter and summer Paralympics. The for, second uh, female only to ever do that. Yeah. yeah and seventh, seventh in total, yes. Gee, what about Buttes? He's uh, done his I'll research for, for Ray Anderson. Yeah, yeah, my memory's there. And now a uh, para Matilda, and also Talia Blanchard, who's been playing this sport since around about 2018. I'm thinking standing oh, Buttes, standing ovation. And uh, let's start with Talia. So is that correct? It started around about 2018? Um, yeah, uh, 2018, I went to a come and try day, not really expecting a lot out of it. I didn't have shin pads or boots. I just rocked up. But uh, the girls I met there, many of them were also on that team for the Paramatildas that went off to Spain. And I just fell in love with it that day and have been playing football ever since. Hey, so we've done numerous stories on you, Talia, on swimming. Uh, you know, that amazing race you had down in Adelaide where you raced by yourself. And I think you missed out on the team by like a, a fraction of a second, like a fingernail. Uh, why haven't you told us? Where's the scoop that you're playing football? Yeah, um, for football, there wasn't originally a pathway there, so I loved it and I was always playing it, just kind of hoping that one day that would come up, but um, this really just happened so quickly. The team only launched eight weeks ago, and that was where it really, really began. Tell me about the experience girls going over to Spain and competing in the inaugural you know, World Cup, like it's just phenomenal to be a part of something that, especially in its infancy, to be a part of that is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, well, like Tyler was saying, the team only just started recently. I think on the 9th of March, uh, I was told that <laughs> Kel, our head coach, was selected to take us over. Like, that's when it really started. Um, so it wasn't until I got home from Beijing that uh, Georgia Beekoff, our our captain, um, chased me down and asked me to come to the, the tryouts for the team. <laughs> Um, what are you just well, the all-rounder? Just yeah. give her a call. Yeah, yeah. We've got a team. We've got a cerebral palsy team. Uh, call Ray Anderson. She's the poster girl for the sport. 100% she is. Wow. Um, no, but I jumped at it. Um, you know, it's a team sport. Yeah. These girls are incredible. Going over there to Spain to a whole, you know, another country to, to experience the World Cup together was incredible. Hey, just on Georgia Bykoff, like, she's an absolute superstar, isn't she? Striker, I think at one stage early in the tournament, she'd already found the back of the net on about nine occasions. Can you elaborate for us? Yeah, Georgia is an incredible player. Uh, she has kind of been really the rock that's been a massive part in this team even happening her heart has always been for football and she's always been the one that's pushed us to keep training and coming together even when there wasn't talk of a World Cup even happening. So it was incredible to get to see her finally 
taking that stage and getting to score all those goals, it was amazing. Yeah, I was on LinkedIn last night and I saw a post from, is it Charlotte Ursel? Uh, yeah, our, co- our um, assistant coach. Yeah, 10 days, five countries, five games. Devastated to have lost the World Cup Grand Final against the USA 4-2, but so incredibly proud of the Paramatildas and amazed at how resilient all the players and staff have been during this time. So who else is involved that deserves credit? Oh, literally our whole team, our medical team. Poor Doc. <laughs> had quite the run with all of us we all had something going on whether it was injuries or flus or I think one girl got gastro but um yeah we just had so many incredible uh physios and um you know the team the management as well um you know Kim being an ex um Matilda herself uh well always a Matilda um being one of the the goalies so she was really quite a a guiding for us as well I want to talk about girls, the, the performance throughout the rounds, like 12-0 victory over the Netherlands, 4-0 over Japan, 11-0 over Spain. Like, you were very comprehensive. And obviously, you come up to, against the USA where you had a, a loss to them uh, in the rounds. But It's um, a good point, though, Butte. It's like, I wonder if they had any idea that they would be so, so good. Yeah, so dominant. Well, yeah, when Georgia kind of pushed me to join the team, I, I really want to jump at it because I, I see the quality in these girls. I, I knew what sort of athletes everyone in Australia could be that was selected for the team I actually laughed at the coaches when they asked me to come along (laughs) just because I knew how talented all these girls were Um, but you know I wasn't necessarily picked for my skills it was also for my experience and how I could support these girls so to go over there and to do as well as they did I'm not surprised. So that's a very good point Talia do you feel like Ray is just a natural leader to come into the group? Most definitely. Um, she, I don't think she even realises how much of a leader she is. And to come into a sport that she wasn't previously really involved in and just take it on the way she did, she definitely helped me so much. I was very lucky to have her as my roommate. Hey, uh. you, you played central defender, is that correct? And also, can you tell our listeners, so watching the highlights again last night... It's on a smaller field, less players, is that correct? So how does the format work? Yeah, so we play five-a-side. The goal will hopefully be one day to move to seven-a-side, but we did drop to five just to try and get as many countries there at the World Cup as possible. Um, We often just play quite similar setups to you might see in a futsal game, um, but... Then there's some differences because obviously it's still outdoor soccer. So there was a lot of switching positions. Um, but then there was also a lot of just trying to space out people and cover as much that field as possible. Uh, Ray, it looks like everything that we love about sport played in the true spirit. Uh, some of the teams look like you know, some of their players were really struggling. And I mean really struggling with their cerebral palsy. Is, is that fair to say? Like... Uh, I think there was one goalkeeper in particular where it's really hard to get any kind of lateral movement. Yeah, for sure. I think the awesome thing about this sport in particular is that it does cater for basically all types of CP. Um, With classification, as I explained before, we all had to be tested before we went into the game to be given a number between one and three. Uh, Both Tyler and I are considered one, so that is the most affected. And then that goes up to two to three. So we had two 
two threes and the rest were were uh, twos. Um, so the idea is to have at least one of us on the field at all times, and then we can, if we need to, have a three on as well. So really does try and. So space did they have out. like a, a sc- not a scoring, but a. a, a- a point system that you can have a maximum number or a minimum number of Yeah, points. so they do that for wheelchair rugby and yep. um, wheelchair basketball. But for us, so long as we have a one in the field, um, we can have the rest of them can twos. And if we do have a three, we can play them as well. Just okay. has to be a one on at all times. So they would normally be the goalies. Sitting alongside is Talia Blanchard, Ray Anderson. They're back from the Cerebral Palsy World Cup of Football in Spain. Hey, Talia, uh it's amazing that you're able to speak to us this morning. You've had so many surgeries. Uh, can you explain a little about what's happened to you? Uh, it's been a fairly tumultuous time. Uh, yeah, so I have had multiple surgeries on my jaw recently, uh, with the first one being in March and the most recent one only being about two and a half weeks before we flew out to Spain. Um I have a cleft palate and then also due to my CP, I had a few issues with my jaw that really needed to be fixed. And unfortunately with COVID, that my appointments got pushed back a little bit. So it was really incredible to even make it to Spain. And I spent a lot of time thinking I wouldn't make it, um, but I really valued every single moment there and I just felt like it was such a privilege to even get to play. Yeah, we loved uh, getting to know you last year during the Olympics and the Paralympics and we're so proud of you and mm. uh, how incredibly tough is Talia Blanchard. Oh, mate. These girls amaze me. Like, seriously. Like, uh, you got surgery on your jaw and all these things but you still go out there and compete and, you know, if it's not soccer, it's swimming and if, you know, with Ray, if it's not soccer, it's... it's Going down the slopes at a bloody 100 kilometres an hour. That, that or, would be giant slalom. Yeah, yeah. Giant, or it's, you know, throwing a javelin or a discus or a shot put, whatever it may be. Like, it's just phenomenal what you girls are able to do. And, you know, to do it at the highest level is just amazing. I have the so, utmost respect. So what's next with football? Uh, next for football, we have the national championships coming up at the end of September. Uh, so... There'll be teams from every state and a few states will be sending multiple teams this year. So I'm really excited to see some more female representation at that. Yeah, I tell you, you're flying the flag. So this was the inaugural tournament. So you guys are the pioneers of this sport for cerebral palsy in Australia and for all the young ladies that will follow. Well done. Uh, there, There is a young lady who can't join us this morning. I think she might be based in Perth now. Uh, this is Caitlin Smith. So, Ray, you guys were both in the Danica Clark Foundation together. Caitlin was scholarship holder number 56. If I scroll back, you're scholarship holder number 42. Yes. And surrounding you is scholarship holder number 38, Nicola McDermott. Who 37 is Riley Fitzsimmons. Jai Opatire is 35. Who are these guys <laughs> Who you speak of? So, <laughs> I tell you, you came through. Talk about the cream rising. Abby Wilcox is... Around mm. your time, scholarship yes. holder, 48. Brad Woodward, 49. But tell me more about Caitlin Smith. So she was your goalkeeper? Yeah, Caitlin was incredible. Um, she, you know, being a goalie, they do tend to um, tell us what's going on on the field, the court behind, uh, field court. Oh, my gosh, I'm still struggling with this. They keep pulling me up for this. I keep saying court so little. Um, <laughs> but, no, she just did an amazing job, um, you know, t- directing us where to go, um, both on and off the field, I I feel. 
um, yeah, she was just incredible. She really knew her stuff about football um, and really didn't let a goal in until that last game with America, which was incredible to watch. Was yeah. named uh, goalie of the tournament as well. Oh, wow. Oh. Yes, Amazing. incredible. So has she been around football as long as you have, Talia? Uh, yeah, Caitlin also attended that Come Try Day back in 2018. Um, she's also just been involved in football locally for many years before she head off to Western Australia. Um, but she wasn't always in a goalkeeper position, uh, but she really just took on that role and was just incredible. I said to a lot of my friends that, our team had the best goalkeeper in the world and a lot of people thought I was joking around and exaggerating, but she definitely deserved getting that title of goalkeeper of the tournament, especially after scoring two goals herself. <laughs> what about, um, just correct me if I'm wrong here, but the New South Wales side of this national championships is going to have three Central Coast girls playing in it. Is that correct? Are you girls going to be competing at the national championships? Uh, well, I guess hopefully um, I would love to get to attend nationals and I'm sure Ray would love to be coming along as well. Um, last time nationals was held was back in 2019 yep. uh, and I actually played for uh, the ACT in that championships. Um, so it would be great to get to play for New South Wales this time. Um, but I think trials for that will be coming up shortly. So I guess keep a lookout. Well, that's going to be a tough one for you, isn't it, Ray? Uh, deciding what you do moving forward, because obviously you're a massive chance of meddling at the next Winter Olympics. Yeah, that was was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Obviously, winter sports is really expensive. To do that for another quad uh, last season cost me 20 grand. So to try and do that for another four years, that will add up. Um, so it's really down to finding a sponsor to cover that. Otherwise, soccer. Yeah, so a lot of the sports you do, they're individual. So yes. for once, for the first time, you've got to be a part of a team and that must be something you'll cherish for the rest of your life. 100%. That was, um, you know, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to try out for this team. Um, just because I knew all these girls were incredible individually, but to put them together and to be able to go overseas and compete with them um, was something that I, I didn't want to miss out on and was super lucky to be a part of it. How many of these girls have multiple sports they participate in were there other girls in your team that had been to the olympics or paralympics yeah so for a lot of us um soccer was our first taste of sport for me uh soccer was my first sport after all my surgeries it was the first time i could start playing um any sort of you know, win, uh, weekend sports um and that was the case for georgia beekoff as well her first love was soccer um but she herself is a uh, a Paralympian in Javelin as well, a bronze medalist in London. Um, so for both of us, it wasn't a, a chance, an opportunity for us to pursue soccer. Um, and we, if we wanted to get involved in para sports, it had to be by other means, certainly individual sports. So that's how we both fell into athletics. Hey, guys, around about one minute left here. So uh, on behalf of uh, Buttes and myself, congratulations on everything you achieved. Anyone else you want to give a final shout-out to uh, this morning? Ray, shaking her head. How about you, Talia? 
Uh, I just want to continue that shout out to the whole team because there are obviously 10 of us that got the opportunity to head over to Spain, but there's so many other athletes that have been in our training camps or have been coming along to come and try days. And I really hope that more people will learn about CP football and will know that it's an opportunity for them to pursue because even though... They may not even be involved yet. This is the future of football, and they're going to carry the sport for many years to come. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, standing ovation, well done, Ray. Did well you have, have a couple of final words, Ray? I think she beat me to it. But, um, yeah, Jeremy Boyce is uh, part of the Pararoos. He's also a Central Coast player. Um, so, yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing as Talia, just shouting out to all the future players. There's certainly a and legacy on the Central Coast and to have a few more come through would be incredible. Yeah, so nice to see you. We're off to the news. Uh, Talia Blanchard and Ray Anderson from the Cerebral Palsy Australian World Cup team. The Parramatildas.